Uh, shit. Hold on. Let me get myself together. <laughs> okay. everyone welcome to our returning episode of the babies down bottoms up podcast i'm with my co-hosts keisha and taryn hey y'all hey this is like returning part two because we just did that <laughs> y'all just bear with us the struggle is real yeah look we recorded a whole episode and then trashed it like two months ago. We definitely we did. did. So we feel like we came back a while ago, but we really didn't. So, <laughs> and I don't know why these again. ladies decided to let me moderate this episode because my tolerance is low since I had another baby. And um, I'm on like, I mean, I'm like halfway through my first glass of wine. I'm feeling good. So I don't know how this is going to go, but y'all chose this life. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long since we've all been drinking on the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, what are y'all drinking? I don't don't even know what I'm drinking. No, we're back on brand officially. I've got red wine because that's who I am. What kind? Uh, Merlot. I have, what is this? Uh, it's called Menage a Trois. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. It's it's really good. So if you're someone who maybe doesn't drink red wine a lot, I would start with that one because it's really good. Me too. For sure. But you said it was bitter. Well, it's It's not not. as bitter as like a a Pinot Noir or a Merlot or a Cabernet. It's not that bitter. Okay. No, it's not. And, uh, I was, I took my first sip when I was with Keisha and I was like shit I forgot how bitter this shit was but I was like on my third sip and I was like oh this shit is good (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm drinking a Moscato but it's not red it's white um Mm -hmm. and it's in my birthday girl cup that my sister-in-law gave me cute you're like a little princess over there (laughs) I'm drinking my dessert wine from my happy birthday cup (laughs) (laughs) it's been so long it's so good to hear your voices again and just to be back in this space Seriously, we have a group chat and we message each other all the time, but it's not the same as talking in real time to each other. It's not. And it's crazy because like we group text like all day, every day, but then we don't talk on the phone, but I think we talked on the phone the other day and it had been like three months. Yeah. It had been a long time. (laughs) We were on the phone for a long time. We also, we get on here and we essentially could have recorded an entire podcast before we even like hit record. Pretty much. So (laughs) maybe we'll start recording it and releasing it like as bonus content or something. Because I was some good stuff we were talking about. If y'all are interested in what we're watching on Netflix and reading and like all the stuff that we're keeping up with, current events, um, we should make a different podcast for that. Right? For real? Like a side, yeah, like a side podcast, like a a mini series. (laughs) (laughs) 
So oh we God. do have a podcast cast update, um, and I'm going to turn it over to Keisha to kind of talk about that. So um, if you haven't noticed, you only hear three of us on the podcast, and that's because we are going to be the main ones that you hear until, until we figure, if. if we figure everything out. Um the other ladies are living life and, you know, having, enjoying, babies. having babies and we wanted to continue the legacy of the podcast because it will be a legacy, hopefully. And so we didn't want it to fall to the wayside. So we decided to jump back on. And when the ladies are ready to return, I mean, the doors open for them. So for sure. Keep an eye out. You may hear more voices um, as the time goes by. But until then, it'll just be us three. So hopefully you're okay with that. And <laughs> happy podcast anniversary. Yeah. yeah. We released our first episode September 11th of last year. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know. I kind of wanted to ask you guys, like, how do y'all feel it has gone? Like, has it met y'all's expectations of what a year down the line was going to be like? Mm. Yes, because people know who we are. Like I, I go to places and people are like, oh, you're from the Babies Down podcast. And I'm like, yeah. And then no, because I wanted our production to kind of stay like on point. And we've been slacking because there's so many things going on in life that, I mean, that isn't controllable. Um, but I think people are wanting to hear us. So that's a, that's a plus. Like people are asking, you know, when are y'all coming back? So listen, we appreciate all 100 of y'all. Leave us an iTunes review, please. Five stars only. Right. Y'all rock. It's a hundred, but it's a tight hundred. Okay. (laughs) I mean, every time I go on Facebook, every now and then I see so-and-so likes babies down bottles up. Like more people are starting to like our page slowly, but surely. And I agree. I'd like it to be a resolution for us to like stay more consistent. But like Keisha was saying, there's a lot of things going on. You may hear about some of them in our life updates coming up, but there's a lot of things going on that are beyond our control and we're doing the best that we can to stay on top of the content, but it is something that we are hoping to do better at in the future. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. We can make a pact. So, and I think that like segues us into our next thing. We're going to do life updates and kind (laughs) of talk about like, what have y'all been up to? I think the last episode we dropped legit was probably may mm-hmm. um so what have y'all been up to so my family and i we are now living in a house so we were able to get a house um for our kids me and axel so we have a three bed 2.5 bath house and it's um two stories and we have a garage with no car but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> because that's like in the making and we have a backyard for our kids and that was the most important thing is to make sure that they had a backyard because they're getting so much older and active and they they just outgrew our apartment so it was time to upgrade a backyard Uh, is important for kids it is so important 
And so now I'm looking. Y'all have a closed-in backyard where you could just send them out there and let them figure it out? Yeah, so we have a privacy fence, um, and it has a door and a latch, but um, we want to get, like, a, one of those locks because um, Zane would probably, like, go out of the backyard <laughs> on him walking down the street. Yeah, we have a fenced-in backyard, but we still go out there mm-hmm. every time with them. I'm like, I talked to Jamel about this. I was like, how old does she have to be till we let them be outside on her own? And he's like, 10? Like, come on. Like she, can, <laughs> like, she knows not to get candy from strangers before 10, I hope. Yeah. Del- Delaney was about five when I trusted her to be outside. I think five. she's good now. Yeah, only yeah. in a fenced-in area, like y'all were saying. Yeah. But like... What are they going to do? I mean, right. and it's such a private like road. Really not a lot of people come down here anyway. So yeah, we're on the corner house and there's not really, it's a really quiet neighborhood. There's not really a lot of traffic. And so, yeah, I think they'll be fine, but I just don't trust Zane yet. So <clears throat> and they're outside right now, actually, um, which is cool. Like, you know, Axel was trying to find something for them to do. He just took them outside and they have a little pool and we're going to get a playground nice. set. So it's funny okay. that you're saying it's the older child that you don't trust. Right. Boys <laughs> <laughs> are crazy. Because like, the older child is going to take the younger child. Yeah. Like she does go. everything that he does. Like she's even started copying oh, yeah, that everything is true. he does. So it's like, if he doesn't do it, she's not going to do it, but. Whatever he does, she does. So yeah. I was about to say, as the oldest child, I resent that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> but that is true. They the younger <laughs> ones do what the older ones do, and there's no stopping it. Yeah, at least until they're about hopefully nine or ten, because then hopefully she'll be like, I don't want to do that. That's not smart, or I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Could be the voice of reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's interesting. Axel was saying the other day. He was like, man. So now I don't give a damn about anything. Like she don't cry when I yell at her. She don't mm-hmm. cry if I pop her on her butt. Like she don't mm-hmm. give a shit. And I was like, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> girls world. Girls. Yeah. Mm, you think boys, boys. Yeah. They're boisterous and they're like a lot of energy, but girls, they mm-hmm. will have you out there pulling your hair because they fight without fighting. And it's like, yeah, you don't true. know what to do with them because it's a battle of wills. So you're just like, what the fuck yeah <laughs> and he's like Zane is so sweet and sensitive because like the other day um I had already left for work and Ox was looking for their shoes and he was like yelling like Zanaya I told you to put your shoes by the back door blah blah and Zane started crying he was like so I was oh. like why was Zane crying he goes I don't know I wasn't even talking to him <laughs> he did not like his sister getting in trouble and Naya was like fuck you look for my shoes much. she was like whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's like she didn't even cry <laughs> she's a That's savage. So, funny. so you have a job now too oh yeah oh god so yeah I have a job um so I literally started my job the day before we moved into, <laughs> into our house so it was a really long crazy week but I didn't have to do any moving I just had to do the organizing and I just feel like you never get organized when you get a house. I have so many clothes to fold from like weeks of laundry and like it took us three weeks to get our garage situated and oh my God. So it's like, 
um, I'm working and I'm full time. Um, and my, my boss, she's, she's super flexible. So I can pretty much make my own schedule. What do you do? Um, so I am a rehabilitation trainer for, um, the San Antonio lighthouse. Um, I work with the children and youth program. So we work with children zero to 24 years. So right now we have our transition program going on. So it's for students ages 16 to 22, and then we're trying to like have a low up program, which would be like 22 to 24. Um, and then we work with children too. So I'll be starting to work with like children and their parents um, like on different is, things. Is this for VI only or multiple disabilities? Well, it's for multiple disabilities I'm starting to find out. Um, I thought it was just for VI like when I started, but then I when I got there, I found out they were, we're working with all types of children. So we're working with people who have like autism and- That's awesome. Yeah, so it opens, I've never worked with, like I've worked with maybe one child that had autism, but they were also blind, um, but I've never worked with children that didn't have blindness at all. So- it's something new to me. And this is the first time that I've been at a job where I didn't know anyone. So it's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's really weird um, for me because I don't know anybody like at all. So, I mean, life's been good. Um, busy because I'm still in school, but but good. Well, congratulations on the new house and the new job. Those are two like really big boss up moves and we're yeah. so excited for you <laughs> yeah so proud I yes. know you guys were my soundboard like through all the crazy stuff I remember telling you guys I wasn't going to take the job and then I ended up taking the job because yeah we, we weren't having that <laughs> I know yeah. we're like what you mean you're not taking the job <laughs> so I I like I like for those who don't know us personally since we started the podcast, and it's kind of crazy because Joss and Taryn didn't even know each other, but we have the closest bond. You would have never known that it's only been a year since, like, Me we've and been. Taryn haven't even met each other. Yeah, yeah. we've never even seen each other face-to-face before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we have, like, the tightest bond ever in, yeah. in my mom tribe. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, my God. We had to have our sappy moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So enough about me. What are y'all? Karen. <laughs> Your turn. Well, my kids went back to school. So that. Yay. Look, kids eat so much. Just so much. How do they do it? Especially in the summer. I cannot financially support these children and their appetites. So. <laughs> Word. Thankfully, the school is doing, they're still doing like free breakfast and free lunch at school. It's saving me a million dollars. It's unreal. Um, I think I mentioned in our last recording that my husband and I are going through some fertility treatments. No, that was the episode that we trashed. Really? Is it? I think so. I think you talked about it a little bit. Okay. So if, if. We didn't. I can't remember. My brain doesn't go back that far. Um, (laughs) My husband and I are doing IVF um, and we've had three transfers so far and they have not been successful, but that's okay. We we're getting there. So good vibes, happy thoughts, prayers. We would definitely appreciate that. Um, I just had my six month. um, What would you call that? 
Help me out. Awesome. Uh, your review. Your yes, my six month review or Ooh. whatever. Anyway, so I'm not fired, so I guess. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> your progress report. Right. Yeah, that was this is my progress report. I'm still employed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay for that. Um, I do have a little bit of sad news for, I'm sure most of you all know that I do have a child who is medically fragile and she has recently spent some time in the hospital and she's kind of been struggling a little bit. So also some prayers for that would be great, but she's home now and she's recovering. We are going to be switching her to doing homebound school, which is really cool for kids like my daughter the school will send a teacher to your house if you have a child who for whatever reason can't attend in-person school mm -hmm. so the teacher is going to come out to our house and teach her so that's really awesome that they have that like that's what celebrity kids do I think so. Well, they probably do it through yeah. like a private school and not a public school, but I would think so. <laughs> I've always wondered like how did they finish high school? They have tutors, I'm sure. Probably. Rich yeah. children. Anyway. That's awesome. That's going to be great yeah. for her. So that's about, oh, Delaney, my oldest, she's been doing karate and she's been kicking ass. I'm so literally like, I'm afraid <laughs> of her too. Like she could definitely take me. Um, she just got invited to take her blue belt test. So she's now moved from the nice. beginner belts to the intermediate belts. So now her gi, which is like their outfit that they wear, it yeah. was white and now it's black. Um, and she went to tournament for the first time. And I was so proud of her because she was incredibly nervous and she did a great job. So I'm so glad that we found a sport or extracurricular activity that she enjoys and that she's good at I could have never imagined it would be karate but I, I love it like I'll be watching Law and Order SVU and like the aggressor will come up and like grab the woman and I'm like uh-uh Delaney would never fall for that <laughs> she would kick her ass so hard that's good. awesome that's and she's good. really really good at it too and that's pretty yeah awesome. she's good at it and she just turned 11 so I'm I old was just now gonna say, she's getting so big <sighs> she's as big as I am and she's 11 <laughs> years old oh my god and I'm far too young and beautiful to have such an old child like, I, just, <laughs> I don't know what happened she's gonna be a hot mom and a hot grandma one day that's, you know, I called my mom a gilf one day and she was like, a gilf? What, what, what does that mean? And I told her <laughs> and she was like, Taryn, that's so vulgar. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but it's also a compliment. So, right. <laughs> right. Well, what about you, Joss? What do you have going on? So I had my baby. I think the last time we did a recording episode, I was about to pop and I was in those miserable last weeks of pregnancy, um, which I'm never fucking doing again. <laughs> it's like it's a hard no. Don't fucking recommend. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> but um, I did finally give birth. Uh, she, was, finally. she was eight pounds, 14 ounces. So she definitely fucked some shit up. That's she, a big old baby. It was she gave birth like a boss. She didn't tell you guys yes. that she texted us at one. 
saying she was going to the hospital. And then at 4.30, she's like, baby's here. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. And it was natural. <laughs> yes. And she was texting us this that morning because she had been having some contractions for the past few days. And she's like, yeah, I'm having some contractions. This is getting really annoying. And they're getting kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> and we're like, girl, you were in labor. And she's like, I don't know. I think it's Braxton Hicks. And then all of a sudden she was like, no, uh-uh, these are contractions. These are for real <laughs> well, contractions. literally how it happens with my body I labor so fast and I told myself I'm gonna be different this time I'm gonna go to the hospital early so I can actually get some medications look y'all I gave birth naturally not by fucking choice okay (laughs) (laughs) uh I was like it's gonna be different this time but literally I woke up that morning and I like I mean those last few days y'all know it's just like yeah. You just feel like everything you hurts you're dying. Your and anymore. you feel like a whale and yes and so I was like okay I feel uncomfortable but it could just be like another day of being big and so <laughs> I was chilling, and I remember I told Jamel before he left to work I was like hey just like keep your phone on you I might call you I just had a feeling I was like if it's yeah. not today it's tonight and I knew because I woke up at 4 a.m like that morning and I was like oh I need to double check my diaper bag and it was just this like rush, this unexplicable rush of like cleaning and like you were nesting. I had to double mm-hmm. check everything. And I'm mm-hmm. glad I did. Throughout the whole morning, I was just like, oh, you know, it's uncomfortable. And like I would check the clock every time I would feel something. And I was like, yeah, this may be it. And then like around 11 is when I was like, okay, they're like 20 minutes apart. These are starting to really hurt. I like text Jamel and I was like, hey, you might want to like start trying to come home um, or whatever. He's like, okay, I'm like going now. Um, He got home at 1230 and they were already 15 minutes apart. And I was in the tub because I don't know, that's just what I want to do when I'm laboring. Mm -hmm. And I got out at like 115 and they were five minutes apart and I was like yeah I need to go <laughs> like now yeah and I don't know what it is about me but like contractions hurt right they hurt but I don't know if just my pain threshold is higher than most women or what it is but I I soldier through them like I just I don't think they're the biggest pain I've ever felt I think there's also a big difference between your body's natural contractions and then the contractions that you get from medication, like mm-hmm. when you're induced. True. Way different. Oh, I've yeah. I've heard that too. Well, and then also, I'm a big girl, like not big as in fat, like I'm a tall girl. I'm five mm-hmm. seven. And I've also heard that like taller women labor easier because we have more space in there and like our bodies are just built. That makes for sense. Your delivery. Hmm. Like our hips are wider, things like that, right? So anyway, we got to the hospital and like I'm super chill and, you know, like I've done this before and they get me like uh, to a bed and stuff and they don't believe me when I'm like, I labor really fast. And I was like, because when I got to the hospital, I was already seven centimeters and I was like, okay, oh, dang. epidural is out of the question, which I already knew it was going to be. I was like, well, can y'all give me some medications through the IV? And they were like, yeah, we're going to try, but my water hadn't broken yet. And so they were like, let's break your water first. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, give me medications first, because once you break my water, it's game over. This baby's going to be here, like in your lap. 
So this whole labor process, I just felt unheard just because I think part of it was that it was so fast, but also I think part of it is just that I gave birth in a general hospital instead of like a midwifery type of center. Mm-hmm. Um, or I honestly could have done this at home. Like I told Jamel the other day, I was like, I could have had this baby at home by my fucking self. You almost did. Yeah. Yes. Like I had no medication. And the only thing that happened was um, we did have birth trauma. She had um, what they call shoulder dystocia. which is basically where she gets stuck coming out. And luckily um, they just had to move her and kind of like move my legs up to my chest to kind of make it easier. Um, But there's cases where they have to break the baby's clavicle for them to Mm -hmm. come out. Um, So luckily ours wasn't (laughs) that bad, Um, but it definitely was the most painful thing I've ever gone through in my life. Um, because I did it without medication. Um, and I also did it in a position where I wasn't comfortable giving Mm -hmm. birth. I wanted to give birth, um, either squatting down or in all fours and they absolutely refused. And at that point, especially when your labor is progressing so quickly, you're not in a position to argue. You're not Mm -hmm. in a position to really advocate for yourself as I would have if, I didn't need to push. <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Like the baby right. is coming. You don't have time to have a discussion have about right. your body autonomy. Yeah. yeah. Like, and even at the very last minute, they were trying to, okay, this is graphic. They were trying to shoot my vagina up with lidocaine because they couldn't give me any other kind of medication. But I was to the point where I was in so much pain that I was like, fuck it. Just fuck it. Just let me let me do it. Like, get the fuck away from me. Let me just do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it was to the point where it was like, I need to push now. And literally, like, the doctor backed off and they were like, push, push now. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been telling you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was quick. So that was the good thing about it. It was super painful. Um, my baby weighed eight pounds 14 ounces I think I've said that already she was tall she's 21 inches long um her name is Avani Brianna and she did come out with some bruising to her face just because of the pressure because she was so big and there was you know trauma um but her movement of her arms were good like she wasn't in any kind of um, distress. So that was good. Um, so all in all, you know, it was, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that labor to this day. Like, I'm just like, I can't believe that. Like I wasn't heard, um, like what I wanted to do, how I wanted to give birth wasn't Mm -hmm. how it happened. And like, I kind of struggled with that a little bit. And like, I just feel like, what if I would have had my baby in a different position? Like, would that have been better? Like, you know, would it have Mm -hmm. had shoulder dystocia not happened if I would have had her in a different position? Like, I can understand how that could be frustrating, especially because you were telling them that you weren't comfortable and Mm -hmm. your, your pain matters and how you want to deliver that matters. Actually, that's priority. As long as 
you and baby are okay, you should be able to deliver how to, however you want. Do you think any part of that was because of your blindness or you think they were just being assholes? I think they were just being assholes, to be honest with you, because I will say one thing that I really like about this hospital is that they never made me feel as though my blindness was a factor of how I parented. That's good. That's good. I just made yeah. parented a verb. Well, I guess <laughs> but, it is. Uh, but um, I, they also remember me from having, I had Ari in the same hospital. So mm-hmm. they remember me from four years ago, believe me. Y'all it. are probably memorable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A biracial disabled couple, for mm-hmm. sure. It's interesting that you said it. It kind of reminds me of when we were talking about how medical, the, like the medical professionals don't really um, listen to people of color um, because I, like just hearing your story kind of reminded me of when I gave birth to Zaniah. So Zane was, I was induced with Zane because he broke my water, but with Zaniah, I, I wasn't. Um, and I did that on purpose. So I'm <laughs> like you, like I wanted to have a natural birth because I felt like the mm-hmm. epidural just kind of hindered me. Um, so when I got there, I wasn't calm like you. I was really angry <laughs> because I was having <laughs> contractions. <laughs> but it hurt. Yeah, it hurt. I almost had her in the car. They were really close together. Um, but the fact that when I got in there, I wanted to, I didn't want to lay down. They didn't listen to me. And then no. the fact that I was like, I got to push. And they were like, no, you don't. And the fact that I pushed my child and she came out with one push and the doctor barely had her gloves on. It's like medical, medical professionals going to do much better with listening to people because my baby could have been on the ground because you didn't yeah. believe that I had to push. Yeah, it sucks that when we're in such a vulnerable state, we have to worry about advocating for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, we we talked about it a little bit in our Black History episode that it's even more so with women of color, and even statistics show that women of color have better outcomes if they deliver with. Uh, uh, doctors who are of color as well because mm-hmm. it's just you're more likely to be heard which is ridiculous yeah. yeah so look if I had it to do over again I would have had her in a birth center um, mm-hmm. or at home to be honest um, I just I don't know I think I knew what I wanted I just didn't think for whatever reason I didn't think that they weren't going to listen to me or I thought mm-hmm. that I was going to be in a better position to I'm a very assertive person and so I was like if they don't listen to me I'm going to still fucking do it but I like underestimated and how much pain I was going to be mm-hmm. in like, and that's a vulnerable position to be in yeah, and you shouldn't sure. have to be advocating for yourself when you're going through an experience like childbirth right exactly yeah. so right. Anyway, <laughs> everything else has been wonderful. I am so obsessed with Avani. She is perfect. She's beautiful. She's such a great baby. I worked really hard at breastfeeding and we're three months in now and we're exclusively breastfeeding, um, which I'm really proud of because it's been a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing the shit, y'all. Like, you that's are. awesome. <laughs> And it's one of those things, I read a post the other day on Facebook where it's like, no one will ever give you a trophy for um, being a mom, washing dishes. Never. Kids, like society is not gonna value that type of stuff. But it's like, man, in my world, 
that is everything the fact that I can breastfeed my child because that was such a huge goal of mine that like I just didn't think that I was going to be able to do exclusively so that is a huge deal for me and I worked really hard at it don't be like me see (laughs) (laughs) I mean we have a whole episode on breastfeeding but don't be like me and get suckered into it for freaking two years (laughs) Oh no, shit. I told myself, I was like, I'm going to check in with myself at six months and see how I feel about it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm three months in and I'm going strong. And for us, the thing is, I feel like once you started and once you have like established your supply, you don't want to quit because it took so fucking much work to get here that you're just like, (laughs) I'm going to push through, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make this shit worth it. Yeah, and pain. Shit. Like when they first start, she's like, fuck. Can I have my boob back? And once like your supply is established and it doesn't hurt anymore, you're like, I'm no, that was not all for nothing. I might as well just stick to it because that was so much obligated. Yeah. (laughs) You feel obligated and then it's freaking easy. The only time where it comes like inconvenient is when you're out in public. I had to breastfeed in the middle of Target. Oh, I breastfed in public all the time, and I wish a motherfucker would tell me yeah. something about it. <laughs> I was in the women's section, actually in the maternity section, looking for nursing tops, and she decided that she wanted to eat, so I had to poop. That's a good out. place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Target's well, really good about breastfeeding, by the way. So. They are. They're amazing. We have a uh, breastfeeding episode where I'm going to go, we're all going to go more into yeah. it. I'm really excited about that episode. I am too. Me too. So stay tuned for our titty episode. <laughs> titties on titties, tap. Titties, titties and more. Yeah. <laughs> racks on racks on racks. <laughs> but yeah, so these three months, all I've been doing is momming. And I mean, uh, Jamel went back to work. We were lucky enough to where he stayed home with me for the first three months almost. And um, he just went back to work two weeks ago, and um, he's also going to school. So it's been a schedule to get used to. Um, Ari's been back at school as well. Um, she started pre-K four, awesome. and I will say I am happy that I made the life choice of waiting until my kid was a little bit older to have another one mm-hmm. because she's able to go to school, and I'm able to just be with the baby all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it definitely like, I mean, obviously the whole rush of getting her off to school while trying to keep a baby pacified in the mornings is the rush. And sometimes it's stressful, but I have the whole day to just bond with my baby and like give her that undivided attention that Ari got as well when she was a baby, That's you know, awesome. and that time's yeah. priceless when they're yeah. so little because they grow up so fast. <sighs> It is. And just my experience this time is just like, I think it's because I know that it's my last baby that Mm -hmm. I just like, I like treasure everything about it. Like I enjoy everything so much. Like with Ari, it was so hard because I was a first time parent. I was so young and I didn't know what I was doing half the time. And like, it was overwhelming and Mm -hmm. lack of sleep. I didn't know how to manage that. And like, I just didn't expect a lot of things. You know how it is when you're a first time. Mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard. Everything's so hard. But like with my second one, um, I just feel like all those things I am expecting. So they're easier to manage. I can prepare myself. And so like, 
I am able to enjoy just having a baby and like just watching her every day and like oh she just like fills my heart up so much I just I'm so obsessed with her that's so sweet (sighs) yeah like I don't know you know how it is you're just so in love with your fucking yeah So they can talk. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to like start talking and being a meanie Ari and I'm like, uh, return to sender. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's been up with me. Not much. Just momming, um, supporting my husband while he makes it happen for the family. And you not know. much. You just had a whole child. For real. You just pushed out a human. Yeah. yeah. So that's it with me guys but um how has like returning the school for your kids been oh boy so we live um on a military installation so um the department of defense has a mask mandate so i feel good about the fact that my kids wear masks and everyone else wears masks. Look, I know that it's a controversial thing, but I do have a medically fragile child. So I feel some safety in that. However, because more people are vaccinated and the positivity rate is down where I live, um, school is returning a little bit more to normal. Kids are able to go to the cafeteria to eat. They don't have to be so far away. They don't have the plexiglass separating them. So they're really enjoying school being more like what it used to be. Mm -hmm. And that's really priceless. Um, My oldest just started middle school and that has been its own adjustment because they're expected to do a whole lot more. Um, And the way my daughter's birthday is set up, the other kids are a year older than her because they, um, the, the cutoff date for birthdays is um, in Louisiana where she started school was September 31st, but here it's September 1st. So had she started school here, she would have been a year behind uh, what she is now. All that to say, she's the youngest of everyone um, in her class, Mm -hmm. Uh, but she's doing great, but they have like computers and they're responsible for so much of their academics and they have so many teachers. It's a little bit hard to keep up with, even for me and a little bit overwhelming, but she's doing great. She has straight A's. Um, She's very smart. (laughs) Um, but I'm loving having them back at school. It's starting to get a little bit cooler because we do live in Colorado. So it's starting to get chilly at night and in the mornings. Um, so I don't know. I just love this time of year. It's so exciting to go school supply shopping and get new backpacks and new school clothes. I just remember being so excited about it when I was a kid. And I, my, I think my kids are the same way. So it's nice to see them get excited about school yeah so that's kind of how it's been for us Keisha are your kids still in Head Start or do they go to preschool so um Zane's in Head Start and Zania's in Early Head Start and um they're doing pretty good we had um we have to have home visits every six months I think and so we just had Zania's home visit um last 
a couple weeks ago. Wait, and like, what do you mean? Like, Head Start does home visits for what? Yeah, so they, like, so um, Zane's wasn't really a, a home visit. His was, like, a family assessment meeting with his, uh, so we have development, uh, what are they called? Development family workers that work in each of the centers. Um, and his, uh, we had his meeting, like, two weeks ago. And um, we just talked about things that's going on with the family and how I feel things are going with us and like, what am I, what am I, what am I proud of um, that we are doing as a family? So his was pretty simple, Um, but yeah, but Zanaya, we have, we go, she's an early Head Start, um, which is a different program. And we go through like her developmental um, skills. And then we also go with, go over like goals. So I was surprised to know that my poor little child isn't being assertive at school. So what? Yeah. Zanaya, not assertive. I know. So <laughs> exactly. I'm like, where she doesn't hear. So they were saying, or her teacher was telling me that um, one of the goals that they wanted to do for her was for her to be more assertive because she'll be playing with a toy and a kid will come take it and she'll just let them take it. And so I was like, wow, that's, I would have never thought that. And so they're like telling her, girl, you better not let them take your toys. You better tell them I'm playing with these toys. And so we got, we got a chance to sit and do some goals for her. Um, and it was great because she, uh, she completed a goal that we set last year, which was her being more comfortable in unfamiliar environments. Um, I was really worried about her going back to school because she had been out of school for like a year and I'm almost sure a year and a half. still only two. Yeah. But like when I used to, <laughs> I used to drop her off, she would have the hugest fits. Um, but like the first day that I took her to school a couple months ago, she just left. And, and it's like, it just, she absolutely loves school. So that's it awesome. Just, yeah. It warms my heart that, I mean, she's like her mom. <laughs> I'm like I don't know why I love school so much but obviously I love it enough to go back because I was bored but it's like (laughs) oh I'm bored let me go get another degree let me just get a degree real quick like like the rest of us are like let me go binge a Netflix show she's like I think I'm gonna go to graduate school yeah I'm bored let me go get a job yeah, so I think she's gonna be like me, but they're doing really, really good. Um, they're Zanaya starting potty training at school. She she won't do it at home, but she does it at school. And I don't. They don't ever have any like negative people at school. They are like I told her teacher, man. I wish I could put a camera on her head so I could see how she is at school. Because me too. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ari came home the other day talking about. Yeah, Lucas made me cry. I'm like, why did Lucas make you cry? She goes, because he kept saying my name. I was like, what? What? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Ari, at home, you would just sit there and say our names back. Like, do the same thing. (laughs) Who are you? Yeah. I'm going to come home with the most attitude and then be at home and let some little kid that's probably shorter than you bully you around. Yeah, I know. It's like, you're so aggressive with your brother and at school you're letting him take your toys. Like, what the hell? That's what I was thinking when you said that. I was like, she would probably punch Zane in the mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. What is it? Like, 
don't teacher. know what they give them at school for them to become angels and just completely right? different people, but they put Ritalin in the water. They must. There's demons over here. Because they're like, oh, Zanaya, she has such a pure soul. And I'm like, <laughs> looking around, like, where? Zanaya where is this who? pure soul? Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about the same kid? <laughs> Well, I think that's really cool that they do the home visits because like with developmental issues, it's so important to catch those early so they could be addressed early. And it's not just like the developmental things. It's like setting goals. So you really feel like you're a team. That is really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. When you first said that, I was like, wait, why? (laughs) Yeah. I was a little sus at first. Paranoid fucking blind parents. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. No, they do it with everybody. So I was like, are they going? Can be for nothing good. Like, (laughs) did they go to Kyle's house? Did they talk to his parents? Right. No, it's how did Paula's house look? Like, I really like their school. So it's like really, um, I'm really having a hard time like um, thinking about changing them. Like their school, they're, they're amazing. Like, and I actually just did an application to become a policy committee uh, parent rep. Of their- course you did. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I just want to be the, the parent president. They're like, no. Of course you do. You I just got the-, the PTA form and I was like, no fucking way. And Jamil was like, you better fill out that PTA form and get to some uh, rich white mom friends. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Jamel, we're going out on Susan's boat this weekend. Right. right. No fucking way. I got to get me a new outfit for PTA meeting. <laughs> I just. I just want people to know that, you know, because they have so many um, misconceptions and like low expectations of blind parents. I just want them to know who the fuck I am. You know, like I'm Zanaya's right. mom. So <laughs> I'll help re- right. I help represent your kids, too. But my kids are priority. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I had Delaney had a sleepover at my house this weekend and I was waiting because I was talking to the parents. And I was just waiting for them to say something, but nothing ever came up That's about awesome. my blindness. Cause I was like, you were like, I wish a motherfucker would, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but they never said anything. And to leave their whole children at my house, I felt like that was a compliment. For real. That's awesome. It should always Look, be It's the way. things that sighted parents take for granted. The fact that right? we're just trusted with other people's kids is a big deal. Yep. Yeah. Amen. How's Ari besides so, getting on her nerves? Ari <laughs> loves school. Um, I think she is a little, she was a little nervous at first. She she kept telling me like, I miss my old class and I miss my old mm. teacher. This is just the whole like going into a new mm-hmm. class and having kids that you don't really know yet. But I think she's getting comfortable. She's also in a bilingual class. and my child mostly speaks English which I'm planning on changing um I think I've done her a huge disservice by not speaking to her in Spanish but she's still young um and I plan on doing it a lot more with Avani well I'm already doing it more with Avani um but I think she just feels a little I don't know excluded because a lot of the kids speak Spanish Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to a predominantly Hispanic school. Um, so, yeah, and I think that may be a little hard for her to, like, make friends with the other kids. Um, 
but I think she's getting there. And the best way to learn a second language is immersion. Definitely. Yeah. The other day she was singing, uh, she was singing the days of the week in Spanish. Oh, that's so sweet. So I was like, oh, she's like learning. That's good. Like part of it, yeah. I'm like, good. Like be around those kids, be uncomfortable, have those experiences, mm-hmm. like get out of your comfort zone, like be forced to learn Spanish to communicate with those mm-hmm. kids. And my kids are going to have to do the same thing because we don't, I mean, we speak English at home and it's like, they go to a primarily Hispanic uh, center, um, but the teachers don't speak Spanish to them. So I I think I'm going to like, look, y'all need to start speaking Spanish to my kids Mm because they are part Hispanic and they need to know what the hell (laughs) to say. Like, it's important for them. It's important. Yeah. It's really important. Um, especially in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Especially Girl. where you live in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. San Antonio. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's left school. Um, I, okay, this is like a whole backstory, which nobody cares about. But the whole point is, I like got, they were going to change schools for her because of, um, she is considered special ed because of her visual impairment. Um, and they were going to change her because the school that she's in doesn't have that program, but I was able to kind of go through the paperwork and call the SPED director and talk to him and be like, Hey, um, her disability is not cognitive. So why does she need to change schools? Like technically they're just going to have to do a couple of accommodations for her. Mm -hmm. And so I just didn't think that changing schools was good for her. I love this school. It's small. Um, everyone knows everyone and it's like such a tight-knit community and it was important for me for her to go to a his predominantly Hispanic school because like I said Spanish is a huge deal mm-hmm. and I went to predominantly Hispanic schools until I went to high school which I went to high school with mostly black kids and it was great but like I want her to have those experiences like you know, where we live now, this is Oak Cliff, Texas, and this was considered the ghetto of Dallas back in the day, and now it's getting gentrified so much mm-hmm. that it's just like, I want you to go to public school and still have that edge where you're like, are street smart? Mm-hmm. And those are be- those opportunities are becoming less and less because this neighborhood is becoming so gentrified, which obviously is a good thing Yeah, in some ways, but like... I don't want you to be so bougie and grow up like that and not understand that like there's rules in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I want my kids to be woke. So they're gonna have to like deal with shit like that. Like I went to schools where there was fights and shit. And like <laughs> right. well, you got to, man. Like I understand private education is like probably the best or whatever but if your kid's smart your kid's smart mm-hmm, you know? and if your kid likes school then they're gonna learn what they need to learn and if you're doing what you need to do at home then they're gonna learn what they need to learn I did and I went to all talented schools that were in the hood and I'm still street smart and I feel like I'm okay book smart too like I've made it this far <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure I mean you want them to be like you know, look smart, but you also don't want them to be no, like, pushover. Yeah, don't be no bitch. Come on now. So, I've I've noticed a big difference, like, where you live with the public school, because we used to live in Louisiana, and it was all country folk, 
but Delaney's did get that diversity and she learned a lot more common sense type things. Mm-hmm. But where we live now on a military post, I don't feel like she's getting that anymore. She's very smart and the schools are very good, but the kids like th- there's not That's that diversity. That's also a secluded mm-hmm. population too though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of diversity there. No. Yeah, yeah I feel that because <laughs> I'm like, and don't take offense anybody who's listening, but when I talk to my mom, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm the only black person my kid sees. Like, they don't see any black people, yeah, <laughs> so they have that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like they go to a mostly Hispanic school. All our family here is Hispanic and I'm just, I'm the only black person. So it's like, I need to figure out a way to like get them involved in that type of atmosphere or environment. Yeah, I feel that it's important. It's important. I am really proud of the fact that I have friends that are very diverse. I have Asian mm-hmm. friends, I have black friends, I have white friends, I have Hispanic friends and my kid has never noticed how different people look that's awesome and I I not to put my brother's kids down or anything but like I know when they saw somebody different they would immediately point it out Mm -hmm. and that's how you know that all they've grown up seeing was people that look like them yeah yeah so diversity is super important especially in little kids that are learning how to like navigate the world and like associate themselves with it Mm -hmm, for sure this is how we're going to make a difference yeah. when our kids are adults. Yep. But I did want to tell y'all this crazy-ass story that happened to me my first day of school. Um, and now I'm feeling good. I'm, like, on my second glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so like, let me chatty. tell you. <laughs> chatty. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. So y'all know this story because I talk to y'all every day. But – I had a, the first day of school, her transportation wasn't set up yet. So I had to get a, um, a private ride. And there's this program in Dallas where basically you order a ride on demand and it's through yellow cab. And so a yellow cab came to pick me up. And I should have known that this wasn't going to be a good ride when me and Ari get in the car and I say good morning to the gentleman and he doesn't reply to me. And so I'm just like, okay, whatever. And so like we start going and like we're 10 minutes into this trip and the school is five minutes away. And he has his GPS going and I'm like, hold on, we're about to get on the highway. There's no way like this school is not that far away. We definitely don't need to go on the highway to get to her school. And so I start running my GPS and he's going completely a different way. And so I start telling him, like, sir, you're going the wrong way. He ignores me. I have to tell him three times, like, hey, you're going the wrong way. And he checks his address. It's the wrong address. And so he has to put in a different address. And then he turns around. And I have my GPS going at this point. So I'm telling him, like, turn this way, turn this way. He's ignoring my directions and ignoring his GPS directions, too. And at this point, I'm like half pissed off, but also half afraid because I'm Mm -hmm. like, where the fuck are you taking me? Mm -hmm. 
and he's not acknowledging anything that I'm saying. And so um, it's this whole thing. And I'm finally like, you need to fucking listen to me. Like I yelled at this man because I'm scared. I'm upset that he's not listening to me clearly. I don't know if it's like he's trying to take advantage of me by taking me like a longer route so I can pay him more Mm -hmm. or there's something I was going, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And so at this point we're late for school. And, um, so I yell at him and he finally like starts listening to me. So he, um, I give him directions of where to drop me off. He drops me off at the wrong spot. And I hate that. yeah, he drops me off at the wrong spot. So I have to figure that out. And I didn't know. So like, I thought that I was just going to go drop her off and come back out. Well, I walk into the school finally. So I told him to wait for me. I was like, Hey, do you mind waiting for me? Like, I'm just going to get in and get out. Right. And I go in and the principal, the school nurse, um, like the, some assistant, like there's a whole staff of people waiting on me to, you know, welcome Ari back to school. They want to take me back to meet the teacher. They want to talk about like COVID stuff with me, kind of like what the regulations are at school, all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting that. And so I was like, oh, okay, like my driver is waiting outside, but I didn't think it was going to take super long. Well, I'm talking to the principal and we're still like kind of in the front of the school, like in that front little hallway, this man comes and knocks on the front school door, like bangs on it. And they're like, your driver is at the door. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see what he wants. And like, we go and he's like, starts going off on me about he's like yellow cab is trying to call you and you're not answering your phone so here and he like shoves his phone at me and I get on the phone and I'm like hello and it's this lady and she like has an attitude and she's like ma'am um he can't wait for you to come out so you need to let him go he has other rights to go get and I'm like uh okay I was like and at this point I'm pissed off and I'm just like First of all, your driver was taking me the wrong way. I'm blind. He dropped me off at the wrong location. And that's dangerous and unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And this is all in front of like the staff of the school, like the principal, the nurse, like literally everybody. And he is so rude. And it's just like this whole scene. And it was so embarrassing. I was mortified, but I was also angry. Mm -hmm. I'd be angry. Yeah. And like, um, I get, you know, the lady on the phone is a bitch. And so like, I finally was like, well, I don't understand what the problem is. She's like, ma'am, there's no problem. I was like, okay, well, you work in customer service and your service is shit. But like, I didn't tell, you. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't tell her that. I was just like, okay, well, the, your tone implies otherwise. Obviously, I was like, really polite, not polite, but like, you know, professional. you know, yeah. I'm going to use that one. Your tone implies otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hard word voice came out, y'all. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so he comes back and like, I'm, I'm off the phone with the lady. And I told him, I was like, okay, well, um, the nurse went to get the car seat out of, out, of, out of his taxi. And so I give him the phone. I was like, they're getting the car seat out. And he just slams the door in my face. Doesn't even say, okay, nothing. And then like the principal standing there, she's like, oh, he didn't he was not a nice person. And I was like, yeah. And like, I'm so sorry that like this happened. Like at this point, I'm just so embarrassed that like mm-hmm. you had to see me go into Karen mode. And 
they had to see that and um um i will give it to the school the next the very next day they had transportation set up for that's her. awesome because i don't um, think they realize how difficult it is for a blind parent to get their kids to school like a sighted parent usually they have their own transportation they don't mm -hmm. have to deal with that and mm -hmm. did you mention that you had to wait for like 45 minutes for the ride like that yeah. was also ridiculous i did and, and then, most like, people don't have to deal with that right exactly. and so like once you know i had to let him go and which I didn't want to do because I knew that ordering another ride meant I had to wait a whole nother 45 minutes. And so anyway, it was just a whole thing. It completely ruined my morning. I think it ruined Ari's morning because Ari is at that age in her life where she understands what's going on. Mm -hmm. And the first thing she said to the principal when she saw her, she was like, our driver was crazy. <laughs> oh, like, poor baby. okay let me tell y'all this is funny okay so like so we get to the school right and like we get to the school and Ari goes at least we got here <laughs> yes sis. yes oh my god but you know what that shouldn't be the measuring stick but so so often it is you're like well at least yeah. we made it here yeah <laughs> Four-year-olds over here talking shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I was dang. so proud, but then also like, I'm so sad that my child has to go through this, and she didn't have to if I wasn't a blind. Mm -hmm. For real, you know. So just things like that. I mean, and then also like, I had to change my attitude from being an angry Karen to okay, let me snap back to, hey, I'm a mom. Let me go meet my child's teacher and like be excited right. for her because it's yeah. her first day of school yeah so that was a lot for the first day of school and it just I can't believe that one of my worst rides ever had to happen on my child's first day of school right. like it just sucked and I mean I'm sure like shit like that happens I know I remember Keisha, your story about that fucking Uber driver. Oh my God. Yeah. And Zane so was talking just, shit about that driver for like two days. <laughs> yes. Like our kids remember that. Yeah. And then you feel like responsible. You're just like, I have to make sure that I handle this the right way because my kid is watching. Yeah. But and also, I don't fuck this person. Yeah. I don't think our listeners know, but Keisha got kicked out of an Uber after she already put the kids' car seats in the car and her kids were sitting right there. And yeah. she, the, the guy was a jerk because he didn't want to wait for her to put the car seats in. I'm telling your story, but I just felt like, yeah, that yeah, so that's pretty much irritating. it. And I, I don't think I told you guys this, but a couple of days later, I got an email from Lyft saying that he said I wasn't wearing my mask. But he was trying that to was justify. Just well, being yeah. that you never got into his car at all. Like, exactly. what is, why like, is that even, even a point? Matter. I wasn't right. even in your car. <laughs> exactly yeah and so you know after that I like called the yellow cab um people and I was just like just make sure that he's never my driver again mm -hmm. seriously that's nuts um anyway but she loves school <laughs> and I got to meet her teachers and I just love that school so much like I was able to tell her like you know you always have to have that conversation with your um kids teachers about like hey if you send something home mm -hmm. you know, if I need to know anything um and they're all really good about that they always send me emails with the flyers that they send home 
And um, yeah, so I'm really glad that I was able to keep her there. And I think I'm going to keep her there um, until she's not able to go there anymore because there is a talented school that I want her to apply to later on. But, you know, that's like second grade status. (laughs) Second grade status. That's awesome. Yeah. Yay for school. Um, So Taryn, you guys purchased a car. We did. It was so exciting. We needed a bigger vehicle, um, something with a third row. Um, So I was really concerned about it. We knew what kind of vehicle we wanted, but I was going to be purchasing the car for the first time. I had never purchased a car before. And I had heard that a lot of blind people have trouble purchasing a car I actually so I posted in a in a blind people or parents I can't remember Facebook group and I actually got some backlash from people I remember that why I would want to buy a car girl some people were dragging me about buying a car why do you ever want to buy a car why they didn't understand why I would want to own a car if I can't drive well, first yeah. of all, oh, y'all limited ass blind people. Come on Pretty now. Much. <laughs> yeah. And they were like having trouble wrapping their mind around why I would want my children and myself to be transported in our own car. I mean, first of all, you have I'm a not the one husband, driving. So yeah. So my husband, a lot exactly. of sense. my husband can drive, but also I would prefer to be in our own vehicle and then have a driver drive our vehicle mm-hmm. because I know how that vehicle is maintained. I don't have to pull car seats out. I know yes. that it's safe. It's the type of vehicle that I want. I know there's gas in the tank because you never know. There's mm-hmm. enough space. Exactly. So there are many reasons a blind person would want to own a car, but I thought it would be a problem. And I was just prepared. Like I was just ready to argue. And I just told the guy, Hey, I'm going to be on the title. I'm going to be purchasing this car. I'm just not going to be driving it. And he was like, yeah, totally fine. No problem. It wasn't even a conversation. He was like, of course, that makes perfect sense. I don't, yeah, there's not going to be a problem here. It's totally fine. And got my ID and did all the things that you need to do when you buy a car. And there was no issue. But I went in there just ready to fight fight. somebody (laughs) about it. (laughs) Yeah. So for our listeners, there are a lot of blind people who prefer to own their own vehicle, even if their spouse or their partner or they don't have someone living with them who can drive for many, many reasons. So let's not be close-minded about it. And let's not talk shit on uh, Facebook to people about it either. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody about everything. Let's not talk shit on Facebook to people. Right. <laughs> and that's like, um, we're actually looking for a car because it makes more sense. Like you said, like it's a lot to take car seats in and out of every freaking car you get in. It's a nightmare. It's I a freaking nightmare. Yeah. I will so not is. go somewhere if I have to like pull and, the car seats in and out. And you buy car seats according to what kind of cars you're going to mm-hmm. take them in. And the fact that like you have to carry them with you every fucking where. Yeah. And it's like you, 
you know, I wish there was a feature like on Uber and Lyft where you can choose, like you can choose if you have an UberX or, or an Uber XL. But I wish there was a feature where you can choose if you want a car or a van because the vans mm-hmm. with the captain seats are so much easier to so use much, yes. with car seats. And so I'm like, man, I'd rather just have a whole human just come to my house and drive us around and pay them hourly instead of paying for Uber and Lyft and struggling to get the car seats in and out. And it just, it's, it's smart in my opinion. So. And yes, you can work out car insurance because you have to have the insurance. You can work out car insurance to have different drivers to drive your vehicle. Cause I had a feeling that that might be a question and you absolutely can do that. That is awesome. So yeah, stop talking shit. I mm-hmm. saw that post and I was like, what the f- <laughs> like come on people like you don't like, have to be so one-track minded I think I like some people were thinking that I wanted to drive the car oh, like, shit. I, if you want to drive the car drive the damn car <laughs> <laughs> what's your business bitch are you paying the insurance you act like I'm gonna be driving to your house I just make sure you're not right. on the street <laughs> right but then I also saw multiple blind couples especially that they own their own car because it's like families that have children Mm -hmm. and they own their own vehicle and they just pay a driver to drive and they prefer it much more than anything else yeah you don't have to worry about shitty drivers yeah and like i've thought about even like shit getting like a high schooler to drive us around or like you know, for real. Else. Like I've been thinking about getting a high school to babysit. Like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like expand your horizons. It's like mm-hmm. Jesus, people. <laughs> We're just so used to people, or they're just so used to people like being in the old-fashioned blind world where, oh, how dare you want to right. own a car? Yeah. No. But congratulations on being yeah. on your terrace. I know Thank that's freaking you. awesome. I'm be like, and in case you're wondering too, I learned this from my friend Rubina. She is a lawyer, and she, you are also able to rent a car as a blind person, even though you have a driver's license, as long as you have an authorized, obviously, driver person right. and you have your debit card. That's the next thing that I want to do because my husband is in the army. A lot of the rental places around here, they make the soldiers like jump through extra hoops when they rent a vehicle. Um, But I would not have to do that. So that's my next venture is to rent a car and just have my husband as the authorized driver. Stay tuned. I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, but I'm glad that they didn't fight you on it. Me too. That's yeah. Awesome. Our, the, the guy who um, was helping us was just really great. And he was just like, I can't believe anybody would give anyone issue about it. Like, why would it be a problem for blind people to buy a vehicle? They're not driving it. It doesn't matter. You should right. be able to own a vehicle if that's what you want to own. And he was like, you you should, you know, I don't know why anybody has any trouble. That's, so. that's good. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm so glad to have talked to y'all tonight. I'm feeling real good now. I'm like almost done with this wine bottle. I don't know what y'all's progress is. Uh, I finished my cup. I only had one cup because, yeah, it's toddler life over here. And they're going to be up at seven in the morning and I cannot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm two glasses in, so it's nice. 
next time I'm up, I'll have my whole bottle sitting with me. <laughs> there you go. I did too. But I'm so glad we're able to do this again. Um, we do have so many new episodes coming up, breastfeeding. We're, we want to do an IVF episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned for those. Um, and also, I thought I would like throw this out there. We want to do a blind dads episode. People have been asking about it. We want to do it. So if you're a blind dad that listens to us, hit us up because yeah. we have you on the podcast. We definitely want to do an all blind dads episode. Um, and if you are a lactation consultant or no lactation consultant, that would be great to come on the podcast. We would appreciate that too. Um, babies down bottles up at gmail.com. Babies down bottles up on Facebook at BDBU underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. I think so. Yep. Right? yep. I think so. Cool. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned for us. Um, ladies, thank y'all so much for hanging out with me tonight and drinking with me tonight. I <laughs> know. <laughs> much. I feel like we had our whole like girls night on Zoom. We did. So I appreciate it. I hope that you guys enjoy talking to or listening to us talk about our lives <laughs> we're so interesting i hope right. you're riveted <laughs> you love to hear about your lives but y'all don't ever hit us up tell us about right? it <laughs> we will read your email yeah, yeah. hit we us will. up call us Te- well no don't call don't us. call us but call you can email us, us. but we are hoping that oh can we do a cheer real quick for our uh, anniversary yes let's do it okay so here is to our one year anniversary of the babies down bottles up podcast may this next year bring some uh paid fucking advertisers some sponsorships (laughs) some fucking merch okay and uh some more new listeners cheers cheers and now for a very fitting affirmation here's keisha all right if life gives you lemons find tequila and take a shot hey Hey. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. I'm so glad I got to talk to you ladies. It's so refreshing and nice to be back. This is so therapeutic. It is therapeutic. (laughs) Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Or just hit us up just to tell us about your day. We don't really care. We'll (laughs) just write us, please. No. Sometimes we're bored. So (laughs) Yeah. Hit us up. All right. Until next time, ladies. Bye. Bye.